Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? We are live. We are live. We are live. Welcome back um, to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. Y'all already know what it is. So what I need you guys to do, go ahead and do it. Share this video out. Let the world know that Real Talk with Rajan is live for several reasons. One, because y'all know I don't normally do shows this time. But when special situations pop pop up, you make sure you, you make special accommodations. And we do have a very, very special situation. We, this is actually the first, this is a milestone, the first ever presidential candidate to show up on Real Talk with Rajan. This is a big, big day. I'm very excited about this. And and she's from the city. And she's from the Chuck. So, hey, so we, we got to make sure we uh we, we share this out, show the social love yo, yo, yo. to Miss Jade Simmons. Um, please go ahead and share this out. I'm going to take about a minute just to let, let people get on. And then I'm going to bring her in and we're going to start the interview. All right, we're gonna bring her in. We're gonna start the interview. But in the meantime, please share this out. Let the world know that we are live. We are live. We are live. We are live. We all at though. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody who's coming in. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the support. We are about to get this interview started. I see you, Letitia. What's going on? Hey, Shania. What's going on? I know I don't do a whole lot of shout outs during the show just because it gets to be a lot. But thank you, everybody who's here. I appreciate it. Please share, share, share this video out. Like I said, we have our first Real Talk with Rajan presidential candidate on. She's not running for president of Real Talk with Rajan. She's running for president of the United States, which, come on, Black Girl Magic. We're we about, we about to talk about it. We're we about to let the world know what's really going on. Um, without further ado, let's do it. There is a fruit fly in this house that is bothering me i am going to snap <laughs> all right let's do it uh, let me share my screen eh. all right let's just there we go Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan, where nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Ray Jean Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. I am your host, Ray Jean Lewis. Now, for those who are new to the show, Real Talk with Rajan has a goal of shining a light on the great things that are happening right here in the low country and beyond. And today is nothing different, but though it is a special time, those who know the show know that we normally record on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. But tonight, we have, today, we have a very, very special guest who needed a very, very special time slot. So I want to bring to the stage Miss Jade Simmons. Thank you so much, Jade, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Rajan. I really appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Now, for those who don't know, Miss Jade Simmons is running for the highest title in our nation, the President of the United States. First of all, let's just stop and applaud her for that right there. Because we gotta make sure that we are showing love to our own who are out here trying to make a difference and make a change. Miss Jade Simmons, please introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm from right here in the Chuck, 
Um, Raised mostly West Ashley, family downtown, North Charleston. My husband is my high school sweetheart. We went to Andrews High School together before they smashed it up with Middleton and made it with (laughs) Ashley High. Our rivals before they before they put them together. Right. Um, You know, I did all the things we do. Played all the sports. Played all the instruments. Uh, and went to school in Chicago to Northwestern mm-hmm. University. That's when I left Charleston and then went to grad school in Houston, Texas, which is where my husband and I, Jarrell Simmons, that's his name. His family's okay. out here, North Charleston as well, off of Leeds. You know what I'm okay. saying? So yeah. we, um, we moved to Houston and we've raised our family there. We have a uh, son who's 12 and a daughter who's six. Uh, I made my uh, most of my career as a professional musician, a classical musician, uh, but then I started to branch out, and uh, today my concerts go from Rachmaninoff all the way to rap, believe it or not, produce mm. in between, make my own uh, beats and everything. Uh, and I started to have a career that got broader and broader, started to begin professionally speaking. Um, and today I'm mostly known uh, for being one of the most sought-after professional speakers uh, in the world. I travel the world speaking of the most superlative companies, helping them deal uh, in a way that helps transform their people. Uh, reinvention, transformation, purpose, power, innovation, those are my key words. And so we're talking about a nation right now mm. that I believe is on the brink of possibility or disaster. Mm. And mm. I feel like if we do business as usual, if we do politics as usual, we can't be mad when we get the same result. We can't be mad when we look back and feel like George Floyd died in vain. We can't mm. be mad. And so uh, I'm out here, and by the way, I've been running since January, since the end mm-hmm. of February, we announced officially. So I didn't just pop up, you know, when right. going got easy. I've been in it. Uh, but only thanks to people like you, Rajan, we're able to get our voice out there. Mainstream media has been hush-hush, mm-hmm. hush-hush, mm-hmm. because uh, when I start speaking, it shakes things up on the left and the right. And mm. so we're looking at someone who's trying to bust up this two-party system that's not serving us as a people, as a nation and specifically as black people as well. So that's mm. how we got here. <laughs> okay. All right. So what so I, I know you said you, you're breaking up the the two party system. So what what uh pilot party would you fault be running under? I'm not running with any party. Okay. I'm looking at someone who's completely independent. What I mean by that is unaffiliated. Um you know, Shirley Chisholm said it best. Unbought, unbossed, no one can lay claim um, to me in the sense that I, I don't have to speak a certain way mm-hmm. to please either party. Yeah. I get to simply focus on the issues at hand and figure out what does that look like to serve more Americans than ever? You mm-hmm. know, we, we can't keep saying America's great, right? Right, right, right. It truly means that more people are having access to that greatness. So you're going to hear me talk in a way that unfortunately the current president is incapable of doing. And you're also going to hear me talk in a way that I don't feel vi- Vice President Biden will ever step up to do. He has too mm. many people that he is beholden to. And so we're, we're, we've are we launched a campaign called Operation Restoration that is resonating now with the, with the whole gamut. I mean, when's the last time you had a candidate who's being accused of splitting the left and splitting the right? We've <laughs> never seen that. We've right. never seen right. that. That's opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity moment. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, so were you always into politics or is that something that just came along, came along later for you? You know, my father right here in Charleston, Jerome Smalls is a civil rights activist. He is the guy that many a tourist has seen 
Uh, many a native have seen. He's he's always downtown. He was Mayor Riley's thorn in his mm. side for all 40 years of his term. Uh, so my father raised us, uh, my sister and I, to look for voids that need to be filled and fill them, either with your voice or your action. So this is a man that used to take me two KKK rallies when I was a little girl because he wanted me to look that stuff in the face, not be afraid of it, understand where it came from. So we weren't raised politically. My father is very anti-establishment. He's not, you're not gonna find him on the roll call of all the established kind of political organizations. Uh, but we were raised to question what was happening in society, to understand what was happening. And you know, the, the model that most uh, black kids are raised on, which is you're gonna have to run faster, jump higher, uh -huh. you know, in order to be considered equal and have the same opportunity. And so I've had incredible parenting, my mother and my father who have um, allowed me to spread my wings. And so when I came to them and said, this is what I feel um, is the next move, not because it's good for my career, because it's not, it's the opposite of a career move, by the right, way. Right, right, right. Because it's good for popularity, because it's not. I've probably ins been insulted in the in the last two months more than I've been in my entire 42 years on this earth. Wow. Um, so this isn't the move you make because you want to feel good about, about just doing something. This isn't mm -hmm. that move. You only step into this if you really feel like you, you're tired of hearing yourself saying, why won't somebody else do something? Right. Why won't they say something? Why won't this kind of person run? Why won't they tell the truth? And you hear yourself saying that enough? You hear yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and you ask yourself, well, why won't you do it? So that's what you're seeing. You're seeing me do what I, what I preach all the time. I'm a minister as well. And I preach that, listen, at some point, you have to decide what occupying means. Mm. You know, if we've been commanded to be here and occupy. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. You see a void that you can fill why not put all of your gifts, skills, uh, talents, and abilities into that void? So you're watching a non-politician step mm -hmm. into a space that I feel now the most dangerous thing we could do is to elect a career politician. Absolutely. Um, I, I, so question. So I, I know you just said, you know, that, that you know, you, you've faced more criticism, you've faced more uh, scrutiny now in, in the last two months than you have your entire life. Can you talk about what that's been like for you? How real do you want to keep it? I see the I show is all real talk. Real talk. We, we, we keep it 100. <laughs> we keep it 100 here. Yeah, okay. I like it. Let's do 150. I like it. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up. We uh, diagrammed this thing out. We, we decided who we thought our ideal target audience was. Who are the voters who are going to run in this direction? We knew there were people in the middle, so to speak. Uh, we don't really consider ourselves in the middle. We, we feel like we're a whole new lane mm -hmm. of leadership. But just for what we're used to, right, left, and in the middle, we knew there'd be people who didn't identify with the extremes on both sides. Uh, I'm a uh, outspoken Christian, mm -hmm. and you have to say, you know, I'm running openly as a Christian because that's a dangerous thing these days. Right. Because uh huh. I feel like my faith has been hijacked on the right. When mm. I see what's being touted as evangelicalism, what's being touted as Christianity uh, on the right, I don't recognize it. That's not the Jesus I knew. That's not the character that I was taught uh, to have. So I don't see it. And I refuse to allow a party uh, I identify for me what my faith is. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I run openly is so that when you look me up, Rajan, and you find out on the side that I'm a Christian, yeah. you don't have to wonder if it's that stuff you've been seeing over there. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, as a black person, I feel like my vote has been entitled to from the Democratic Party. Mm hmm 
You know, I see the Democratic Party mostly every four years Mm -hmm. come election cycle. All of a sudden we're the hot topic. All of a sudden we're trending. Right. But when you look at where does the money really go? Why are there no black candidates still standing Mm. on the left? If it's the party of the people, if it's the party of diversity, how is there not, um, you know, a minority candidate still standing? Mm. That that's we got to ask questions. And when you have Vice President, you know, Biden telling us what it means to be black, we need to sit back and ask ourselves some tough questions. Mm. Um, And so we're seeing people not only in the middle follow, but get back to that criticism piece. People we expected to at least be curious about my candidacy, to at least hear me out, were the people who looked like me. Mm. Okay. So here's the real talk portion. Some of the steepest and nastiest opposition I've gotten have not been from racist, the racist faction of Trump supporters. For the record, I do not believe that even the majority of Trump supporters are racist, but they are a very loud faction and he caters to them, period, point blank. Yes. We expected backlash from them. The worst I got for the most part from them was Trump 2020. Mm -hmm. It's like they got a script. That's all they say. Trump 2020. Mm -hmm. They love their man. On the left, I got sit your behind down. Didn't say behind. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you are? What the heck are you doing? One lady who could have been my mom, same age as my mom, wished coronavirus on me. Wow. You know? And so these are the people who we thought, you know, black people at least will listen because here's someone, and you can't go by, you can't just say, because she looks like me, she's for me. You got to do, and we tell people, do the math, hold me accountable, check my policies, see if I tiptoe around the issues, see if I only say minority and don't say black people. Listen, Mm -hmm. hold Mm -hmm. me accountable. And so what we what we were shocked by, honestly, was the instant backlash, um, mostly from people who were hardcore Democrat and just said, listen, you're going to mess things up, which which I understand the fear. You're going to split the vote. I understand the fear, but I refuse to vote based on fear mm-hmm. or else the president is still winning. Yeah, he's yeah. still winning. That means he's choosing my options, limiting what I can vote for, causing me to vote for something I don't truly believe in. I'm also someone who believes in the sanctity of life from the womb to the tomb. Mm-hmm. We're finding conservative Christians who are saying, man, it's great to hear somebody say that. But then I say, not so fast. You can't care about the baby in the womb and not the baby on snap mm. and not the baby at the border mm. and not George Floyd. That's all pro-life. Yeah. If you're going to be pro-life, let's carry it all the way out. I love right? that. And so yeah. um, this, this has been the dilemma because people, can, when they can't put you in a box, they throw you out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so listen, let me back, let me back up and say, we went to New Mexico. Here's the irony. Okay. Uh, 2% black population <laughs> in New Mexico. We were welcomed so warmly, the younger black community specifically, uh, many of the people involved in BLM, um, not even necessarily associated with the actual organization, but the people who standing up for the cause. Right. Um, uh, we we're having progressives, white, black, native Americans, uh, who have a problem with Christianity because it was used against them. Mm-hmm. Native Americans who are saying, listen, you're, you're saying some real things. Uh, I'm promising to create policies that address their needs specifically. You know, black people hearing me say we need breakthrough for black America. So we are seeing a lot of love, but I will keep it real and say that initial backlash came from people who look just like me, women who were the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And what we realized is when you're out there and you probably have experienced this, when you're out there doing something that seems wild, it seems impossible. 
what people actually see is they go, I can't imagine myself doing that. Right. So, so no who does she think she is? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So when yeah. you understand that, mm -hmm. you don't lose sleep at night over it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, very well explained. I mean, you. like you said, you know, you, you, you've spoken nation, nationwide and worldwide. And so like you're used to being in these spaces and the fact that, that, that you faced more criticism in the past, you know, a few months than, than you were previous to that, like that, that's amazing to me. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, the fact that the people that you thought would give you a chance are the people who are trying to be like, nah, step away. Like that's, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. You do have the right to do that. You do have the, the opportunity to do that. Um, you talk about your father being mm -hmm. a, being a, an, an activist and, and working in the community. How has that, how has that impacted, you know, uh, your response to what has happened with George Floyd? Because you were running yeah. before, and I want to make sure I make this clear. You were running before all this stuff started happening yes. with the Black Lives Matter. And you, you like, I remember seeing videos about you like in January, like January, right? right? January, yeah. February. Yeah. Matter of fact, we were running, and this is the other one of the accusations we get is why did you wait until everybody dropped out? Mm. Let me be clear. I believe that if we truly want a democracy, you must have a variety of options until the end. Yeah. I think all the people who dropped out should have still been in the race. Mm. Andrew mm. Yang was catching steam when they convinced them to step aside. Yeah. And I yeah. say that intentionally. Okay, I say that intentionally. Mm -hmm. I believe, and we saw this, There's, it's not a coincidence that they all dropped out at the same time. We had a date set for when I'd make an announcement, February 27, 28th. That entire week, we didn't know the entire Democratic Party was gonna drop out. Right. I came in intending to go toe to toe, to, to have policy to policy. Yeah. That was the intention. So this wasn't me looking for the easy way in the race. Mm -hmm. um, it just so happens that you have the two Goliaths you know, left standing. You have Joe Jorgensen from the Libertarian Party, yeah. another female who's running, um, who's also not getting any media attention because mm -hmm. that's not what the media does. Um, and so, uh, you know, we decided to run because here, here's what's wild. We knew, I knew personally, race relations was going to be a hot button issue. Mm -hmm. And I do feel uniquely qualified to speak about it in a way that President Trump, again, is incapable. Mm -hmm. And that I don't think a vice president will go as boldly as he could in this issue. Mm -hmm. um, and so the influence my father has had is we know we're supposed to say the hard things, whether people like it or not. Mm. So I say things that white people don't like. I say things that black people don't like. I say things that young people don't like. Mm -hmm. I say things that older people don't like because the job of the leader is not to please everyone. Yeah, It is to create a situation that provides opportunity for the most people as possible. If you continue what you have, let's say we reelect President Trump, it's going to feel like a slap in the face to everyone who came out universally and stood for black lives, for yeah. everyone who was called out the racism. It's going to feel like a slap in the face. I believe it would instigate something that feels like a pretty intense race war because yeah. it's going to be seen. And you saw him speaking last night. I don't know if you watched it. And one of the things he promised to do in his very uh, slick way that he does was that he was going to create, you know, a national park where we would basically resurrect all the statues that just got taken down. Oh, Confederate Park. It's like Jurassic Park, but for racists. Yeah. So oh. you have that in the face of what's going on. Anybody rationally minded whose intention is to unify the country, even if they thought that was a good move, would yeah. make it now. 
No. So when you see that, you're seeing an intentional stoking of racial division. When mm -hmm. I decided to run, it was because I felt like we had been so hyper-polarized. If you look at political studies, we are the farthest apart we could ever be politically. Absolutely. We are the farthest apart. And you're watching a president use that to his reelection advantage. Brilliant strategy mm -hmm. if your intent is only to win. Yeah. If you don't yeah. care what is left in your wake, brilliant strategy. Hats off. Yeah. And I that feel like on the left, if you elect Vice President Biden, you're going to get a much softer person in office. He's going to make us feel good. But I've been saying it's like chicken soup, right? Like we don't need to sip on something and feel better right now. We have yeah. to use this moment and actually do better mm. and be better and mm. reform. So the biggest motivation I would say uh, for my father is that I know from watching him, you know, everybody's out in the streets now. I'm in Houston. We had 60,000 in the streets for, for BLM March. Mm -hmm. My dad's happy about that. But I'll tell you, he's the guy that's been in the street by himself for the last 40 years. Mm, I love that. So I, I can't that. afford to allow there to be gradualism, incrementalism, crumb accepting yeah, going yeah. into this next era. So he motivates me. If, I, if I've seen my father out there sacrifice in the way that he has, sacrifice financially, He's, he's not done the things that he could have done. He could have done a lot of things that would have equal financial gain and has insisted on staying in the street. Mm. Um, and so I can't, because of his legacy then, move to a place of accepting gradualism after that. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, like, not only do, do like you have amazing things that your work that you've, you've done, <laughs> your sister Isis also yeah. has, I met her um, at a conference last year. Oh, wow. a little bit about her. She's so one. So I have to explain like one, I was drawn to your sister because her name is Isis and my no. daughter's name is Isis. No way. Yeah. So like my daughter had been getting like flack and I can't find, I bought your sister's yeah. book. Um, but I, 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 my daughter was getting flack because of her name. Yeah. Um, and we she's only 12 years old. And when she was like fourth grade, a boy <laughs> told her that her parents said, that that his parents said that she, that her parents must her parents must be a part of a um of of a, a terrorist organization right. because they named their daughter ISIS, not realizing that ISIS the girl was older than ISIS the organization. But hey, so yeah, let's just go <laughs> for a moment there to you know let me let me go into political mode here and say we just released a series of platforms called Shades of Breakthrough, and you're going to mm -hmm. see breakthrough for Native Americans, breakthrough for immigrants. Breakthrough for small business owners, uh, breakthrough for artists, breakthrough for mental health. But we launched with breakthrough for Black America, mm -hmm. unapologetically. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the areas that we launched with is education reform. Mm. And one of the things that must be reformed, not just in Black schools, but in schools across the nation, is the way that we teach history. Yes. yes. Had those parents and those kids known the history of Africa, um, the history of kings and queens, the same way we study gods and goddesses uh, from Greek culture, mm -hmm. right? You know, had they known that, they would have known <laughs> ISIS is prehistoric Greek -like. <laughs> compared to the, the terrorist cell. Yeah. But that, that is an issue we have in history curriculum right now. What we're taught in schools is white and black. We're only taught about slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, and extensive poverty. Yeah. We are not taught the true legacy and history of um, African culture. True. And if you do that, it's not for Black History Month. That's not enough time. But it must be the same way that we studied Asian dynasties, European uh, kingdoms. Yeah. We must study African history so that all people, teachers included, have an understanding 
of who we are as a people. I believe that whenever you focus on groups that have been systemically disadvantaged, everybody rises. Yeah. So instantly race relations improves when our history is taught different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, what? ISIS ISIS went through the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and we I think she used her middle name for a, a hot minute and then we said, nah, that's nah, that's not gonna that's not nah. what she yeah. but she but but she I, I can't remember she didn't win she won Miss USA. She's so we're in we were both competed in the Miss America system. Now ISIS is 12 years my junior. Okay. Um, and so she did Miss Houston. Okay. I think it was 2014. She was Miss Houston uh, and did well at the Miss Texas pageant. And then she also did compete in the Miss USA system as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is, she's a former title holder. Uh, but today, you know, she, she's also a former teacher. She taught through the teacher, yep. um, um, what is it? Teach for America. Teach for America. Uh-huh. And she today makes her career as an author, um, a minister and a professional speaker. And she's instrumental in, in my campaign as well. So that's my, I call her my big little sister. She's, ah. she's something pretty special. Nice, nice. So yeah. it's just, just greatness just runs in y'all's family. I, I love that. I love, I love the from the father down, like the way you speak about your family, the way we should speak about our family members. But right. when we're working in that way, it definitely does show itself. Uh, let's get back to the campaign. So what's the strategy for winning? How what what is the roadmap for you? Yeah, you know, my team would kick me for going this long without telling everybody. Go to Operation Restoration 2020.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Operation Restoration 2020 is also our handle on Facebook and Instagram. I'll be going live. Part of the strategy is why we're here, um, home in Charleston, is because in South Carolina, uh, 42 other states can already vote for me. So we're running as a registered, (coughs) excuse me, registered write-in in some states. And in some states will be on the ballot. Let me just explain. Write-in is for real. Write-in is the most American thing you do. And yes, the vote counts. Now, people say, I love Bernie Sanders. He didn't make it. I'm going to write him in. Well, that vote literally would be wasted. It won't count because he's not registered as a write-in. He was a Mm. Democratic candidate. And because of something called a sore loser law, even if he wanted to, he can't now decide to run as an independent. Well, he shouldn't. It's it's kind of protocol. He wouldn't do that. Um, And so when you vote for for me as a write-in, that vote counts. And when I win the popular vote, just like everybody else, I have a name of electors for each state. They submit their vote for me and I win the electoral uh, vote in that state. South Carolina plays hard to get and makes it hard. So we're going to talk about candidate suppression here. Mm-hmm. South Carolina makes you gather 10,000 signatures to be on the ballot. Okay. Now, some states have modified that law because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And they're telling us not to be out, to be social distancing. South Carolina will not budge. They're not modifying. So we're here doing the hard work of gathering signatures in masks and everything, trying to social distance. When we gather all 10,000 signatures, our name, my name will appear. You'll go into the voting booth and you'll see uh, Donald J. Trump, Joe Biden, Jade Simmons. Okay. And the, the belief and the hope is that you'll go in there and you'll check uh, the uh, pull the lever for me, but the petition right now that people are signing is not a vote for me. It's just saying you demand to have all your options on the ballot. Okay. So part of our strategy involves these eight states that we have to go around getting on the ballot um, for, and then just like everybody else, all we have to do is win our 270. And since we get to submit our own electors, there's no funny play there. Uh, it's it's a formality. When you win the state in terms of popular vote, all those electoral votes go to you. And we see a path. This is not a symbolic run. 
Everybody says, is this, are you just trying to add a voice to the conversation? You're not serious. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I've been serious my whole life, competitive my whole life. We wouldn't be out here convincing you to do something differently if it wasn't viable. Mm. So um, the, the news is the math really does begin to work out because we believe most Americans are not hardcore Republican or Democrat. They have, oh, yeah. have just voted that way because they've had to. And we know the history, the, the hard history of a third party or third person candidate, but this is a different time. Um, even when we began to run, we think chances are better now because of COVID, mm. because of George Floyd. People are looking at the two options and going, I can't imagine either of these guys shepherding us through this time. Mm. And so we tell people, think of it this way. Do you want to go back to the economy we had that was only a serving about 10% of the population? Or do we need to have an entirely redone humane economy that right. works for more people? Well, which candidate is most likely to give you that? It's not Donald J. Trump. He's going to do what he's always done, which is serve corporations, because that's where he comes from. Uh -huh. You can't even be mad at him for it, right? Will it be Joe Biden? Hopefully so. He would get in there and do things differently. But you better believe he's going to face intense opposition from the right just because he's the left. Yeah. Just yeah. because he's the left. We saw that with President Obama. So the country needs a palate cleanser now that nobody can lay claim to. Someone who's in there saying, I hear what you're saying over there. I hear what you're saying over there. Here's the mix. Here's how we get to more people. So I'm, you know, what I'm pledging to be is a leader that lives in the aisle, doesn't just work across it, but there's no strings attached. Right. You know, nope, nobody. Uh, I only get to come in and serve the people. And that's a powerful position to be in. Hmm. Oh, that's. Thank you for that. That yeah. strategy definitely makes sense. Um, have you have you chosen a running mate? I have some people in mind um, and I'm being coy about it intentionally because what we want to have is the right mix. We also want the ticket to represent what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I believe a ticket should also be diverse, not just tokenism. Right. Right. But diversity in thought diversity in uh, technique, diversity in mode of operation. So mm -hmm. what we're looking for are the running mate that has the same heart for people that wants to serve people at all costs, will always prioritize people over profit, politics, personal agenda every time. But I do want someone who will lean more to the other way than I do on certain issues, because that way we know we're going to have to wrestle and tussle. And that's what a negotiation should be. Mm -hmm. So you should never be saying, Let's turn the country red or we're dead. Let's turn the country blue or we're not true. Because right. what that means is you instantly are saying we're okay with not serving an entire slate of Americans yeah. so yeah. that we can have our way. Mm. So we, we'll be looking to, to be announcing that very soon. Um, that's one thing that the ballots require here is they require the independent to announce right away, but it doesn't require that of, mm. of, the, of the opposition party. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so what? So I know you're here and you're taking a part in a few events. I want to make sure you have yeah. an opportunity to shout Thank those you. events out that you'd like to speak about. Later today, we will be um, at Hampton Park for the Black Lives Matter rally that they're having there from one to three. We want you to come by the table, sign the petition so that you can make sure I'm on the ballot. And I'll be there to talk. People usually I end up losing my voice because people want to talk about all the issues while we're there. But that's what I'm here for. Um, I'll be there this week. And then tomorrow uh, at Marion Square, we're also having kind of popsicles and petitions. So come on out 6 p.m. 
sign the petition, also join the street team. Mm. In order to hit this number, it can't just be the team that we brought with us. We need people multiplying for us. So uh, we have a sign up on Facebook, Operation Restoration 2020 on mm -hmm. Facebook. You can sign up to be a part of our signature squad. <laughs> and we just thank you for that because that's how we really get the signatures. It's, it's not a hard process. You'll be with us. You can sign up for three hour slots and help us hit Charleston. We'll also be in Columbia uh, later in the week on Friday. Uh, we'll be in Greenville. We'll be in Orangeburg. We're going all over the state where we believe there are people who are ready for something different. And if nothing else, say, you know what? You're an American. You're qualified. You should be able to be on the ballot just like any other candidate. Mm. But today is the, the, the major thing we'll be at. Uh, today is right here, Hampton Park for the Black Lives Matter rally at one o'clock. Okay, and so we had we have a couple of questions on. Make sure I get to. And if you guys have questions, please make sure. Oh you wow! Them I didn't even put it on my live comments. Let me look now. All right. <laughs> so we said. Uh, so my 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 good friend Sean Middleton. He's under words on. He says, "Um, black people are afraid to vote outside of Republican and Democrat. Can you discuss the advantages of voting outside the two parties for the people in the back?" This is the moment. This is the moment when when I talked about the comments we get. One side we get Trump 2020, Trump's the man. We're just now getting the more racist comments coming from, you know, those people. Mm -hmm. On the left, we never get, Biden is my man. I believe in the policies. We always get, don't split the vote. <laughs> don't do it. It reminds me, it reminds me. I think of like a Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. So when she was probably doing what she was doing, you know, there were people saying, and listen, Harriet, it's okay here. Let's just ride this out, mm -hmm. see how far we can take it. How in the world are you going to make that trip with no car, with no horse, with no yeah. buggy? How in the world? Just stop. You can't do it. And that is fear. And it is that fear that has contained our voice. And that's why right now what we're having, the reason Black Lives Matter, not even the organization, but the moment, the reason this moment is big is because everybody else is co-signing it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Universally. Now we have buy-in. That's a good thing. Yeah. It means people are waking up, but it is also a shame that we have to continually wait for the cosign. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and so when we, when we vote on any party, political parties are not bad. They were created to give different segments of the population a voice. They are necessary. What they have become does not serve the people any longer. Mm. So when you're voting on a side because you're scared of the other side, that's part of the problem. When mm. you're voting just to get rid of something and not to put something new in, that's the wasted vote. Voting for me isn't the wasted vote if you truly believe in what I'm saying. People say, how can you win? You're going to split the vote. Listen, if everybody who told us, I like what you're saying, but mm. I vote for a woman, but I don't have a problem with a black person, but we believe in your policies, but. If all of those people actually voted for me on both sides, we would win in a landslide, mm. an absolute landslide. So that fear is real. Um, and people often say they feel like they're voting for the lesser of two evils. And a friend of mine, a guy on our team said, but the lesser of two evils is still evil. evil. Mm. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that kind of hit me. I never thought of it that way. And I'm honestly, I, I don't use that word evil lightly. So I'm not calling the mm -hmm. president evil. I'm not calling Joe Biden evil. What I'm saying is 
if we really want a new thing to happen, we must do a new thing. Word mm. of God says, I'm doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? And so right now it's a matter of people perceiving what's happening, daring to be courageous enough to do something differently, especially if that different thing is going to serve you. You know, don't worry about who else is serving. Ask yourself, mm. this person I'm lining up so hard behind, are they lining up hard behind me? Mm. Are they riding and dying for me? Because that's what people we see people doing with no real reason for doing it, except for getting uh, the president out. And let me just say, it is a real, the president does need to not have another term. Yeah. I think it would absolutely be detrimental to the soul of this country right. as well as the future. But I do not believe that what we need is an epidural or something that just tied us over. I think this is a unique moment and I do believe we can miss it. I think 2024 is a whole new landscape. Yes, the Republicans is. are probably going to run someone who's much milder, um, who has more middle of the road policies. They'll pretend like President Trump never happened. Never happened. I've been saying, man, I promise you, if, I, if you if you go back and watch some of my old episodes, I've been saying this for like a like almost two years now. What else now. can you do? That's they, the most they are going, thing to do. This term in American history will be Nazi Germany. This will be the time that people act like, I mean, it, am, am I am I crazy? This this will be the time that people this are going to be like, oh, there was this time period between t- 2016 and 2020. We have no idea what happened. Shame on us. What, did, <laughs> what were we thinking, right? And then what you'll have, it, listen, uh, you asked if I've been in, pol- in politics. <clears throat> I've never run for office, but I've always loved strategy, uh-huh. right? I'm a Game of Thrones Girl, you know, I've, I've always loved strategy and I yeah. like predicting where it's going to go. Uh, four years ago, I remember preaching in church and saying to the congregation when Donald Trump was running, but it wasn't just Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Everybody was out of left field. Remember yeah. Yeah, it was had the, the president of eBay, um, I forget her name now, Whitman, You had, everybody was running. And I remember saying to church, I said, pay attention because the abnormality that you're seeing is to set us up mm-hmm. for getting used to the abnormal. Mm. And I said, so just pay attention. You're going to have different figures. I also believe I was probably prophesying over my own life because I said, in order to have something new and different happen, we have to get used to different. We have to get used to abnormal. So I believe I'm in an even better position now to run as a non-politician. We already know politicians and politics by itself doesn't equal progress. Mm -hmm. We already know simply putting in someone because they weren't ever in office and because they were a businessman doesn't necessarily help. Right. So why not now try an actual American who's lived this life? Yeah. When's the last time either of the current candidates have pumped gas, have <laughs> been in a grocery store, have chosen a school for their kids? Wow. Is a black woman living in a white suburb having to decide what's more important, diversity or access for my mm. kids? You know, having a, a child who needs certain accommodations and saying I have to now sacrifice diversity because the school I want him to go to doesn't have the resources he needs. Mm. And then as a black parent having to figure out now, where else do we get the diversity from? So my son understands that he's black. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. These are real things. So when you talk about school choice, I can tell you about it. Yeah. Right. My mm-hmm. husband is somewhere laughing because he, he does the cooking and he's like, you haven't been to the grocery store. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go let to me the take grocery that back. Store. Let me take it back. But, but I pump gas. You do pump gas. <laughs> it's, pump it's documented here on Real Talk with Rajan <laughs> that Jay Simmons pumps her I own go, gas. I go. I just go to get the thing I need and I'm out. That's all. <laughs> I'm a, I know President Trump hasn't done that. Right. I know Joe Biden hasn't been. You understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yes. 
in the White House now needs to be someone who has lived an American life. Absolutely. Well, I, listen, fair, fair, fair talk here. I'm a product of black privilege as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No shame about it. I don't apologize for it. Mm -hmm. I have two parents in the home. I have a father who taught me what I needed to do. A mother uh, who worked in higher education. Not going to college was never an option for mm. me. Being at the top of my class was the only option for us. We you just didn't come in the house with grades that weren't a certain way. Right. Um, my mother also knew this is something she taught me. She said, "Jay, whenever they call the top three names um, of the people in your class, you know, we knew our class rank. Right. I, I graduated St. Andrews. I was number twelve. Um, and I remember she told me, "Know who number one, two, and three are." When mm. you hear their names called over the intercom, go to the office as well. I started doing that. They were being called in by the guidance counselor to be offered opportunities to apply for scholarships because it was assumed that only the top three people could win those scholarships. Oh, because wow. of my mother, I graduated with the most scholarships in the history of my high school, quarter million dollars in scholarships, because I went every time I heard those names. Mm -hmm. And when I applied for those same things, you know how it is. When we apply, when we show up, we usually win because we've been trained to run harder, jump higher, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if I didn't have a mom who knew that system, who knew that there were two types of high school degrees, that you could have a college degree and, a, and another track that mm -hmm. wouldn't get you into college. Right, 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 right. So that's the privilege of parents who knew certain things. I had that, went to the best colleges. Um, you know, Northwestern, Rice University was a class musician. I'm in all the places that we are not. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can do all of that stuff. And it would be easy for me to say, all you got to do is study mm -hmm. hard, mm -hmm. go to the best schools, play classical music, and you too. <laughs> you too can, can put yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, you're so, I could say <laughs> that. Yeah, but, it's not, but, but that's it's not, not the reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's not absolutely. true. And that is the difference sometimes in what you do see in certain African Americans who are running for office. Um, you might see that. You're not going to see that from me. This is mm. someone who wants you to pull yourself up. I'm going to make sure you got some bootstraps, though. Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. also going to make sure that you're not going to stay on a system that is really government controlled poverty mm. because there is no way for you to evolve. I don't want your kids only seeing you on the system. Yes. Yes. You understand? Yes. So yes. there are going to be some things that I said that everybody doesn't like. But it's important because I'm looking down the road to, to what do we need as a nation? Yeah. And then what does each people group need to have done differently in order to be served? Absolutely. Like I said, we got to talk to Native Americans at some point because they were here first. They were, for sure. And was, did they ever confirm if that was them blocking the um, street last night? Oh, I don't know. They, I, I don't that know. was something that was, I was watching a live stream and they, they were saying that, the, that people were blocking the streets. But it was, it's in North South Dakota. I'm like... It ain't a whole lot oh, of oh, there. Oh, oh, wow. It was no, at Mount Rushmore. I don't know. I have to go that's where um, the speech last night, Trump's speech last night was was in, in Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's right. So, that's yeah. But mm -hmm. I want to get to this question. Um, Calvin of Logan course. asked, he said, oh, by the way, Logan Powers show, Um, I, when I spoke to Melissa last night, I gave her his information. Make yeah. sure you reach out to him as well. Great, great. Yeah, uh, great Logan, I would, I would love to come on and talk even more in depth. He's got the policy questions. I yes, yes. He said, um, how would you balance the current budget that we face in the United States of America? It's going to be dependent on what's happening in the last quarter of the year. I tell everybody, do not believe the unemployment numbers you see right now. They are far worse um, than they are. The, anything you hear about coming out <laughs> news about the budget, multiply it by about five. So the problem is, and this is 
what confounds my friends on the left as well is because we have to balance the budget. The deficit we're in is a national security threat. Yes, it is. Yes. The deficit we're in, we owe $23 trillion. China owes $24 trillion. They got $1 trillion up more than us. But we're in debt like crazy. The other problem is that we have American companies that are making all their profit abroad. Mm -hmm. And they come back here and get taxed at 0%. Who signed that tax bill? The current president who tells his base he wants American companies to come back, but he signs tax bills to motivate them to stay abroad. Yeah. yeah. One of the things we're going to, I never thought I'd be saying this uh, when I saw parts of the Green New Deal come out and I saw all the stuff for government funded jobs. I thought that's extreme. We don't need that. We might need that now. Yeah. After yeah. COVID-19. One of the things I think we would, would create first is we have to have a new testing and tracing apparatus. Americans are stubborn and rebellious, black and white. It's a part of our DNA. We are mavericks and rebels by design. Yeah. That means we're not going to shut down when we're supposed to. We're not going to reopen right how we're supposed to. We, right. we saw that happening. I predicted a couple uh, months ago that we would see a resurgence because the reopening was done not so much in timeline too quickly, but it was done without the proper things in place. Mm. So I think before we're going to balance the budget, Logan, we're going to actually end up spending a good bit more. So that means that taxes have to look different. I think we have to tax companies now that have a great disparity between what they're paying their median uh, wage worker mm -hmm. and their CEO, Walmart, mm. right? You can make $21,000 on the low end at Walmart, but your CEO is making 1,063 times more. That means you have the money to pay, first of all, your lower wage workers more. And so since that doesn't seem to be happening on their own, we have to incentivize. That's the word we use, right? Mm -hmm. And so either you incentivize or you tax. So I think we have to tax companies that have that great disparity. If you did that with the majority of companies that have these great uh, leaps, like I'm telling you about, you'd have enough money to pay for things like free pre-K mm -hmm. if you need it. Why mm -hmm. would you pay for free pre-K? Because if you want somebody to pull themselves up from their bootstraps, all their money can't go into daycare while yeah. they're working on that low wage yeah. that we need to raise the minimum wage for. Mm. So that's a, it's a complicated question, but a lot of it will depend on what's happening in that last quarter of the year. Um, and I do think we're going to have to tax American companies a lot more. Uh, but I think we can incentivize a lot of that. Those companies we bailed out, not always for the first time. Right, right. They owe the American people in jobs. We have to have them repatriate, come back shoreside, create factories here, which creates jobs for our construction mm -hmm. industry. We have to have uh, American workers who were put out of work during COVID-19 work at those factories. We have to have apprentice apprenticeship programs paid by these companies. So I think a lot of it will have to do with taxation. But on the high end, middle class, people have been getting taxed. Hi, I'm a small mm -hmm. business owner. My taxes yep. are out. Rate. I pay more in taxes than I made my first few years in my career. Mm. And I'm the, I'm the middle I'm the middle person. I'm not a yeah. big yeah. corporation. Squeezing out the middle. You know, corporations are not paying taxes. Mm -hmm. That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another big uh, question from Calvin Logan. Thank you again for these questions, man. That's my guy. Um, when it comes to uh, the, the president and, you know, one of the major concerns about the president is the way he's been stuffing uh, the, the, the judicial box in yeah. terms of judges. Um, what would you um, do in terms of uh, Supreme Court judge? What, what, what kind of Supreme Court judge would you be looking to put on the, on the board, especially because of the fact that you are coming in as an independent? Yeah. 
So you you already know the answer. I'm looking for first of all younger Supreme Court justices mm -hmm. and independent minded justices. But let me just say, kudos to uh, the current Supreme Court because they're voting in ways we didn't expect. We yes. have to be honest. That yes. is a powerful thing. What that means is we actually have justices, whether you like them or not when they came in, that are saying, I'm not just going to toe the party line. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to reason, look at what current circumstances are. So that was hopeful for me to see that uh, the president thought he was stacking <laughs> the court yeah. and maybe learned he didn't stack it uh, like he thought. But I would look to put in independent-minded uh, justices who are actually younger. I do think we need a balance. Diversity to me is always is also with age. Yeah. I also yeah. believe we need. Nobody asked me, but I'm going to say it. We need term limits. Mm -hmm. Yep. We need term limits. How can you have a society that is constantly changing and leadership that is not? Mm. The math doesn't add up. Do the math. It doesn't work. This is why people should be excited about my running for president. I'm excited. Because this isn't what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. I had plans for 2020, <laughs> right? Um, they did not look like this. My family and I had talked about running for office. We knew something was coming. Um, and we're what we call a you know God-led family. We're mm -hmm. going to pray about everything. We're going to watch what's happening, look at what, what's happening in the atmosphere, what needs to be inserted into this moment, who's inserting it. Is nobody doing it? Okay, my, maybe it's us. But we honestly thought 2024 uh, was when I was going to run, if I was going to run. Mm -hmm. So I had plans for this season that didn't look like this. What you want in these jobs are people who this is not their end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. This is not their goal. This is not how they make a name for themselves. You want people who are literally letting go of something else that was good in or because they feel this is an assignment. This yeah. feels like an assignment. And I feel like I have to say things that people aren't saying. Yeah. And I feel like I have to pledge to do things and try to do things that no one else is even going to put on <laughs> put on the table to do. Right. Right. So that's what you're seeing here. Right. Uh, my 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 bro uh, Sean Middleton. It. He says I'm excited. Good. He also says she has my vote. What? Well, listen, so. we love to hear that. First, we need your signature on this petition. So meet us at the park today. I want to. I would love to meet those of you who are on here right now. Just shake your hand or yes. whatever we can do now. Pound because of COVID. Um, I'm a hugger, so this is a hard season for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a hugger too. Like, that's, that's, but we say hold us accountable. Yeah. People in New Mexico who didn't know us for 24 hours. Yeah, heard what we were saying. They were out in the streets working for us. White, black, Native American, old, young didn't know us for 48 hours and were canceling their own trips to be in the streets with us. Mm -hmm. And what we said is, I love that we bonded. I love that I said something you like, hold me accountable. Yeah. Whatever they hear me saying on your show, when they see me on CNN, cause you know, they'll call later, they'll call. Yeah. When yeah. they see me on CNN, say, that's not what she said. And I will always tell you, if my views evolve, I'll tell you, I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't say it, Right. And you're going to hear me be the same on every network, whether it's independent or mainstream. That's what we should be demanding of our leaders. Do not mm -hmm. allow them to micro target us and tell us what we want to hear off in some quiet corner and tell another group the exact opposite. So we're trying to put all our cards on the table so that if you like me now, you can't say in, in four months, she is not the same person. We want to <laughs> dig deep now. Right. So you, right. So you're not surprised. And 
four or five months. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, again, yeah. I want you to, to to just plug the the um the place you'll sure. be at today. Today I'm at Hampton Park, uh, one o'clock to three o'clock for the Black Lives Matter rally here. And just stay with us on Facebook at Operation Restoration 2020. Join our signature squad. We need as many feet on the ground as possible to get these signatures. If everybody helps us get 100 signatures, if we get 100 people getting us 100 signatures, we're at 10,000 like it's nothing. We want to roll up on the Capitol on the 15th, turn this thing in and say, in spite of COVID, in spite of all the restrictions, they make you have to have your voter registration number. They make it hard. Yeah. In spite of all of that, the people have spoken. Make sure my name is on that ballot. So we would love to have you. Operation Restoration 2020.com is another place you can go to see policy. Um, we just released a Shades of Breakthrough, Breakthrough for Black America plan on there. And we just got started. It's only education. So you're going to see criminal justice. I see you, Logan. You're going to see criminal justice reform as well as economic reform. I introduced something that I call almost a, like a new Marshall plan. We did mm -hmm. it for Western Europe. $12 billion in the Western Europe to help them have economic prosperity. Surely we can invest in uh, um, the American community, yeah. Yeah. which happens to be African-Americans, right? But yeah. that's the American community. So don't let anyone segment that and act like it's a handout uh, to a group that doesn't belong. This is a group that has built this nation. So if you're able to have the American dream, it's because of stuff that other people have built. We need to make sure that that demographic, African-Americans specifically, have access to economic prosperity as well. So we still have stuff coming out. Um, and so stay tuned and stay <laughs> stay connected. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And like, I, I, there's so much that we could, we could probably talk about this for hours. But I know. I Thank you for all, all the time you gave me. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. I wanted to ask one more question, though, about the 10,000 signatures. Is that 10,000 signatures statewide or state 10,000 signatures like nation nationally? Statewide. Okay. All right. Why? And every state is different. New Mexico only needed like thirty five hundred. Okay. So South Carolina is tricky. The the two party systems don't work together often. Mm -hmm. They work together on this. <laughs> they work together very hard to keep third options off. There are uh, Libertarian Party, uh, Green Party. I'm sorry, is suing in some states to get on the ballot because COVID. It's it's just not conducive. So mm -hmm. we do um, plan to be able to challenge as well. But we're pretending as if there's no other option. Yeah. And we're doing the hard work first. So we we need everyone's help. Meet us out at Hampton Park today. I'd love to meet you personally. Thank you so much. Um, you you told them you told them where they could follow you, right? Yep, yep. Instagram, Operation Restoration 2020, same for Facebook. And the website is just Operation Restoration 2020.com. Okay. And um, any parting thoughts before we close? I just, I appreciate so much the time you've given me, Rajan. Um, we've faced some pretty serious opposition from the media itself. They have point blank told us we are not covering you. Mm. You are a distraction to what we are trying to do. That's from the left-leaning media. The right-wing wow. media is afraid that I'm going to come on and as a Christian, call out other Christians mm. for the manipulation of religion. And so neither of them stands to win if they have me on. They know that more people will hear and say, She's on to something. So it's people like you who helped me get the word out. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I wish you all the best. Like if there's any other way I can support from, you know, where I am and through what I do, just let me know. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely a big believer in messaging and, and giving people an opportunity to be heard. Like you, you got to be heard. Um, even if people will hear you and they say, well, I don't like it. Cool. That's right. You heard her. 
You're not going to say you never heard of her. That's that's the yeah. one thing that's, that we have to make sure that we do. Um, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And tell Isis I said hello. I will. Um, she may not remember me, but I I'm the guy who has a daughter named Isis. She remembers everybody. I'll tell her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I guess I'm going to go ahead and close. If you want to stick around, I'd love to talk to you after we end the interview. Okay. I'll wait All for right. you. All right. Well, give me one second. Let me cue up my music. Uh, I usually have it queued by now, but that's all right. I'm going to make that small. Share my screen. Thank you so much to Isis, not I, Isis's sister, Jada Simmons. Thank you so much to Jada Simmons, presidential candidate. She is not to be played with. It is not a game, as she stated. It is not a joke. It's not something that she's doing to, to make herself popular or famous. She's doing this because she cares, and I hope that that came through in today's interview. And I want to thank everybody for watching tonight, uh, watching today. And with that being said, let's close the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for watching. Reminder that the show is now every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., except for when I have special guests like presidential candidate Ms. Jade Simmons. Um, next week, I actually have a full slate as well. Um, I have a guest on Tuesday, which is going to be Ms. Stella, Stella, Stella Williams, who actually did uh, orchestrated one of the larger, one of the best protests I have seen just because she did it from a theatrical angle. Um, Y'all want to see this. If you have not seen this video, you want to see the video. She's an amazing young lady doing amazing work um, and trying to impact the issues that we care about as African-Americans and the people in this nation. Um, so tune in next week. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a shined on, light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrejohn so that we can discuss getting you on the show. This and all of my shows, in addition to the Car Chronicle series, is now available for your listening pleasure via Apple, Spotify, Google, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrejohn.com. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow tab on the page and turn on the notifications so that you'll know when something new is posted to the page. Feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. I would love to hear from you. So please leave me some kind of review or some kind of rating because that's important when we're talking about engagements and analytics in these here internet streets. I am also currently accepting uh, event hosting and speaking engagements for myself. If you would like for me to speak at a host or event, you can request me via my website, www.realtalkwithrejean.com. In closing, always remember that God is everything and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he is bound to fall for anything. Now that is real talk. I will see y'all on Tuesday. Peace.